Hello, I'm Antonio Sayad, and welcome to Celebrity Spotlight Radio. And today's guest is it's amazing because I love this film. It's called Intelligent Lives, and the director is Dan Habib, and I welcome him. Thank you, Antonio. Thank you. Pleasure to have you here. Thanks. Now, when I saw this film, honestly, it was breathtaking. It was like emotionally for me because I have a lot of friends, you know, that have a lot of kids that are disabled. Mm -hmm and autism and so on and um, I could connect and relate to the film um, but what really intelligent what does that really mean right yeah. well I mean that's kind of the premise of the film right I think Chris right. Cooper the actor who narrates the film has this line at the beginning that I think really sets the tone which is can any measure of intelligence predict a person's value or their ability to contribute meaningfully to the world. And that's really the, the thesis of the film. Like, can we actually measure intelligence? If you ask 10 people outside, how do we measure intelligence? Probably nine out of 10 would say the IQ test. Do they know that the IQ test actually led to the sterilization of 60,000 people in this country in the 20th century? Do they know that it led to mass institutionalization? The IQ test actually has a really awful history in this country. So in the film, what I first tried to do was give people some historical background to this thing that we call intelligence that we tried to measure and suggest both through the history and showing them how, how dangerous it really was to try and measure intelligence, but also through these current day examples of these paradigm shifters, Micah, Naomi, and Nair, that maybe we can't measure intelligence. Maybe intelligence is this thing that people express in all different ways and we need to take people uh, where they're at instead of trying to measure them by some artificial standard. Right. What made you uh, do this film? Like, what, why all of a sudden, uh, right. let me explore this area. Is that something that is deep passionate about yourself? Yeah, so all my film work uh, touches on disability, and it's yeah. all grown out of my son, Samuel. Um, uh, Samuel's 18 now. He's going to college. He's just graduated from high school. He's got a great circle of friends. He also has cerebral palsy, uses a wheelchair, has seizures, has a feeding tube, um, uses a communication device on his chair to communicate. So my first film, including Samuel, came out about 10 years ago. And that was an exploration of Samuel's journey through the world, through school, through community. Right, right. And it really got me on this path of looking at disability issues, education issues. That's my full-time job now. So right. when I started thinking about my next film about four or five years ago, after I'd done two feature-length films, um, a lot of people in the field said the biggest obstacle for people with disabilities is this narrow perception of intelligence. The yes. fact that we think we can measure intelligence and if you don't meet that standard, you might not be able to go to school. You might not be able to go to a regular school or be in a regular class. You might not be able to go to college. You may not be able to have a job. You might not have relationships. So I felt like I needed to first kind of blow up the notion that there's any one way to measure intelligence and then show people a different path. You know, bring people into the right. lives of some really passionate, interesting, compelling characters who show that there are all different ways to show intelligence, and not just intelligence, but your capacity to, to just contribute to the world in beautiful ways. How did you interview the three, the three kids? Well, first you gotta find them. Amazing? Yeah, no, they are, aren't they? Yeah, Micah, Nair, Naomi, yeah. great people. So I've been doing documentary work for 30 years at one way or another. I was a photojournalist for 20 years and been doing films wow. for about 13, 14 years. And the most important thing is finding the right subjects for any project. So I did a lot of research. I actually knew Micah. I, I knew, well, first I'll start with Chris Cooper. I've known the actor, incredible Academy Award winning actor, Chris Cooper and his wife, Marianne Leon Cooper, for about 10 years. They've just been friends because they wow. also had a son like Eric yes. with cerebral palsy, Jesse. 
So they agreed to volunteer their time for this project that Chris would narrate the historical pieces and also share the very personal pieces of Jesse. So that, that was really important to get them on board because he's such a right, great presence right. as you hopefully you saw. I am pretty sure that he wanted to do the film because of his son. It, and you know what? Uh, yeah. I love his work as an actor, but believe it or not, I think this was his calling. Oh, wow. And watching yeah. the film, I... There's, there's two films that made me cry. Yeah. I Am Sam. Okay, great. With Sean, yeah, Sean Penn. I've seen that. Right? And um, what is the other one that that, uh, that touched my heart? Rain Heart? Oh, uh, Rain Man? Or Rain Man. Oh, Rain, Rain Man, Man Dustin Hoffman, yeah. Dustin Hoffman, Tom yeah. Cruise. That made me very passionate and emotional. But yeah. when, I, when I heard Chris speak, uh, and you know he's an actor. Yeah. But this, this is from was, the heart. This, this is from the heart. heart. So and yeah. And, and I, I was that. just totally blown away, and I could see why he he's doing it. So other people that ha are in his position, you know, can make that you know choice. Sure. The right and choice. That I think. Right. See different pathways. And Mary right. and his wife was very involved in the project too. They both came on board as executive producers, along with Amy Brenneman, Brenneman. who's an actress who um, has a child with disability, so she feels passionately. But Marianne wrote this incredible book called Jesse, A Mother's Story, that really documents their whole journey with Jesse. And it's, it's, it's painful, it's hilarious, it's just she's a great writer. And so a lot of the, the words that Chris talks about, we sat together and we said, how do we want to represent Jesse's story? And we used Marianne's book. And anyway, so that was an important piece. But then I found Micah because I go to Syracuse University mm -hmm. a fair amount for work to show my films. And Micah's this young man who's got this great circle of friends, hangs out at the pub with doctoral students and graduate students, sure. taking Syracuse University classes, co-teaching classes, and he was given an IQ of 40 when he was wow. a kid, which would be considered like profoundly <laughs> sure, emotionally disabled, sure. and here know. he is with this vibrant life. And then, so he represented the college environment, but I wanted to show high school, because a lot of kids with disabilities with autism, like your friends uh, that you know, yes. they, it drops off. Inclusion, even if it starts early on, often they start being yeah. segregated in middle school and high school. So Nair goes to this fantastic public high school in Boston, the Henderson School. He has autism. He has trouble speaking. Right. Beautiful painter. If you saw his work in the film and in the it final was credits, excellent. loved it. And uh, and so he's a paradigm shifter for for showing high school inclusion and expressing himself through his art. And then the third and last subject was actually the hardest to find. Naomi, I wanted to find someone who's transitioning from what's called a sheltered workshop, which is places where people with disabilities work only right. alongside people with disabilities, get paid sub-minimum wage to do like really menial tasks. That's being phased out nationally and people are getting more and more into regular employment. Right. So Naomi's high school actually had a sheltered workshop inside of it where she's being forced in high school to assemble jewelry for no money and, and not learn English and Spanish and science, etc. But now, thankfully, that has been shut down by the U.S. Department of Justice and she's transitioned to employment. Wow. So those are the three paradigm shifters. That but Naomi... She understood that she has a problem, and I could see through. Or you mean from a disability? A disability. Yeah, she might like, call it a problem. She well, might just call it a challenge. Or a challenge, yeah. a gift. Sure, is what yeah, a difference. Say. Yeah, a difference. And what I liked about her is that she really pushed and kept on, and sure. and 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 mental challenges. Like yeah. towards the end of the film, when she got that job, and yeah. you know, when she had the interview, she yeah. got the job. Yeah. She, yeah. she spoiler alert! The car. Spoiler alert! Yeah. <laughs> well, it's all good. <laughs> she just. Said I did it. Yeah, and I got yeah. so like wow. Yeah, that, that was like a big thing. It was really for, moving. And to be there for me to be there when she got the job offer was incredible. Well, you got to understand, yeah. people use the wrong words sometimes. Yeah. Like uh, I have friends that work with disability. Yeah, and sometimes you may say the wrong thing, yeah. and they go, "Hey, wait, wait, wait a minute, Antonio, 
gifted. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you know, society itself, I think, has to learn how uh, how to approach on on vocabulary and all the terms. Yeah, and language is a, is definitely important. I mean, language in Very all important. arenas of life, not just disability, can have an impact, right? It can affect yes. people. But I think that to me. Language is one piece of the bigger picture of opening doors for people with disabilities. Yes. And actually, we actually are calling our whole impact campaign for the film the Opening Doors Campaign. Because not, it's not that we want people to get extra special privileges. We just want the same opportunities for people like my son Samuel or Mike and Naomi to be able to be in school with their classmates, to be able to graduate and potentially go to college or go into a trade you know, or some profession, but have employment, to have relationships, to get married if they want to have kids. That's not a lot to ask. We just want the same opportunities for our kids as everyone else. And But we need to very specifically create those opportunities in, in a very methodical way. It doesn't happen just by chance. Here's a question for you. Who came up with the title? Because it's brilliant. It's a funny, it's funny you ask that. I, I, that was the working title from a very early on. And I, I think I came up with it probably with some other collaborator, mm -hmm. collaborators. And for, for a long time, I figured there's got to be a better title out there. And I asked all kinds of friends, actually, I paid someone to try and come, help me come up with a better title. And we just kept coming back to Intelligent Lives and finally said, you know what? We've kind of vetted this. It's probably the best title. And now I love it. Now I can't, it's like naming yeah, a kid. I, I you can't that. imagine like that kid be having a different name. Yeah. And I appreciate that. I'm glad you yeah. like that. Yeah. No, it, it hits home and it makes you want to go to the theater and watch the film. And I, yeah. I, I believe this is a film that should be watched overall, uh, the whole family. Oh, well, thanks. I, you know, yeah. it's funny. We just got a review from a publication called Common Sense Media that yeah. um, reviews media for kids, for parents to figure out right. if their kids right. should watch movies. And they said that any kid, certainly eight or above, could see this film. So I feel good about that. I mean, there's no hard language in there. The only challenging stuff is our history, is taking a really honest look at institutionalization and of some of the horrible things we've done to people with disabilities. That's the part of the film that might be hard for kids, but it's, it's history. Just like right. studying you know, the Holocaust or studying our, our history of racial segregation or, or whatever, you know, we need to learn it. Like I spoke uh, many times, lectured in Syracuse University, actually. Oh, really? Um, a sustainable person. Okay. Yeah, I'm into the whole green oh, nice. environment. And uh, I love that school. And, yeah. and your film opened my eyes to a different vision, Great. a different approach. When I saw your film, I, I just fell in love with the whole wow. process. It's just the kids. I appreciate that. I think people, uh, whether the kids or adults, and they're all gifted to me. And I just think that we all, as a society, we all are different. Yeah. Yeah, and we all have ways we can contribute, right. and the, the key is finding those ways in every person, and all of us are not going to contribute the same way. But exactly. if you look at Naomi, Micah, Nair, Jesse, they all contributed in profound ways to the workplace, yes. to the school, to the family, um, but, but they needed structures around them that had high expectations, and yes, people and also, with high expectations. And also Jesse changed, you know, Chris and, and his wife. Exactly, and, and Jesse's peers were affected profoundly right. by and him. I was affected yeah. by yeah. the personal story. Yeah, that they gave, which is yeah. tremendous, you know, uh, overall. Yeah. And when is the, the film premieres tonight? Film right? premieres tonight. We're on September 21st in New York City. It's got a week-long run at the Village East Cinema. Uh, it's being shown in Washington. I'm going to be in okay. D.C. next week. I was in L.A. last week. And we'll be at the National Press Club next week in Washington. And then it's all over the country in October. It's in theaters all across the country. Wow. We actually are working with this uh, group called Gather, and we're doing something called Theatrical On Demand. So anybody can host a screening in a movie theater in their own community. Oh, so they just need to go to our website, which is intelligentlives 
Bath.org, and people can just click on a few clicks. Within five minutes, you could be hosting a screening in your own. This community. film is also an excellent film for all the universities, so even high schools. Yeah, we well, a lot of my films. So I did two feature-length films previous, including Samuel about my son, a film called Who Cares About Kelsey about a high school student with a lot of ADHD, emotional behavioral disabilities, and those have been used all over the country and internationally for for the general public, but also for university training, school districts, nonprofits, professionals, to really understand how we can best support and include students with disabilities. Wow, I congratulate you. Oh, thank you, man. You know, and I Thanks. wish you luck on this film. Thanks. Success, and I hope it sends a message worldwide, not just in the United States, because obviously this is, you know, something that, that I think for us in society and the world, we, we should take that in factor as a learning process mm -hmm. for us yeah. because we need to help people, yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah. You know? great opportunities, open doors. And, right. and by doing this interview, you're helping to get it out even further. So yeah, I really you know, appreciate it. I, you, know? you know, great, great success. And I hope the film goes to Netflix and everything. <laughs> Thanks. We're working really, on it. We're working on it. You know? Thank you so much. Congratulations. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Antonio. Thank you. There you go. Another episode of Celebrity Spotlight Radio. And uh, catch you next week. God bless. Thank you.